Scott here from Social Energy Presents, and welcome to this podcast short from our signature show, Your Backstage Pass, featuring a special vignette from another great episode. So that brings you to another story. Do you mind telling a bit of a story? You overheard a conversation between Steven Tyler one time and Tommy Lee. Yes, I did. They were talking. And what because- was that conversation? I want, I want, I want people to hear that. Well, it's pretty funny because we were sitting in the lounge and uh, they were talking about, because both of them like were on the wagon at that time. Both, none of them were drinking or doing any drugs. So they, you know, but they still wanted to keep their bad boy image. So they were talking about, they, they knew that there was a motorcycle cop stop somewhere. And so they wanted to have that. I think Tom, uh, Tommy had a pit bull or something. They're going to put like a Motley Crue, t-shirt on one of the pit bulls and something you know an aerosmith thing on something they purposely speed by this motorcycle cop and have a camera caught there so that they you know and they were going i don't think they ever did this but they, they were talking you know it's just interesting they're sitting there listening to him talking about this scheme that they're, how they're going to get this so they could have like a bad boy thing where they got with picture got stopped by the cops and somebody got a picture of them like you know I know it's amazing, and, and the people use the press to, you know, to oh, absolutely. advantage. They criticize the press, but they use it for, for their own publicity all the time. All the time, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and okay, now David Lee Roth, you sang on his album, uh, the the one that was done in Vancouver. That's uh, I remember he had a song called "Sensible Shoes." What was the big yeah. hit off of that album? I think um, it was a, I think it was a little and enough. It was I think that was the. It sounded very much like Van Halen, actually. Yeah. yeah. That whole album did. He had Joe Satriani yeah. in the band or something, didn't and he? And he had uh, Jason Becker, who is a legendary uh, guitar player who ended up getting some kind of a weird illness. And, and oh, it was, they, yeah. Oh, they, so they, it, wasn't, it wasn't Joe Satriani then? No, not that. It was this other young kid who went, who was an amazing guitar player. But they, they did ended up, I think a couple of tunes off that album ended up being, and they put together a special compilation album with a bunch of tracks from famous people that he he uh, played with and David Lee Roth contributed a couple of the tracks from the record I played with on him and it was yeah Jason Becker I think yeah I found it absolutely remarkable the story with with uh, with David Lee Roth he decides to stay at the Nelson Place Hotel in yeah. downtown Vancouver which yeah. is one of the biggest dive hotels you could ever imagine at the time. <laughs> Because in the basement was a strip club, and he loved strip clubs. Yeah. So he rented two rooms upstairs, and in the middle of the night, all of a sudden they hear this, and it's David Lee Roth with a chainsaw yeah. cutting the wall out between the two rooms so he could turn it into a suite. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was a character, but he was wonderful. He was absolutely wonderful. One of the more fun characters to work with. He was really animated, and, and he had a lot. A lot of the guys that I, some of the well, Bon Jovi, of course, we did do some background stuff together. He was a hands-on guy, but uh, David Lee Roth was really hands-on and a real character, and and it, it was a real pleasure to work with. He was like uh, into trying different types of things, and of course, we had the. He had his wall because he, he was he loved mountain climbing. So he had Little Mountain Sound was famous for its loading bay, which had very high walls. So he actually had his rock climbing wall set up in the uh, in the loading bay, which they also used for the drum sound. And he'd go in there, and, and of course it, there was wafts of he liked the ganja. So <laughs> there's there lots of but but a great character. He was very very. Uh, you know, and he'd say, he'd get in there if we had some gang singing stuff, like a lot of the lead vocals. Sometimes you wouldn't see the singer around, like they wouldn't be around while we we're doing background parts. 
Uh, a lot you know. of times, they, a lot of times, some of those lead singers didn't know how to sing backup times. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, they had a very wonderful character voice, but they didn't know how to yeah. sing harmonies. I have to tell you, there's a funny story, but I'm not going to say what band it was, but it's pretty funny because we're sitting in the studio and the guy, the lead singer comes to sing with me at the time. I think I was just in on that session. So I'm singing and Bob comes on the on the intercom, you know, on the on the headphone mic. Bob, Bob Rock. Bob Rock. And he says, I can't remember what his name. Well, I'm not going to mention his name anyway. He says, do you think he could just sing falsetto with Mark? And he goes, what the fuck is a falsetto? You know, he didn't even know. <laughs> he didn't even know. Excuse, excuse my French, but it was just he, he didn't know what a falsetto was. I mean, it's like, and you're going, okay. <laughs> was that the same session where he ended up take, having, he was put on a forced break to save his voice? Was that the same session? No, 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 not this no, guy. This guy is, no, okay. no, no. And then I mean, there was all, so, all, kind, all kinds of different guys. You go walk in the studio and there's one guy, I don't know, I guess he couldn't do his lead vocals without watching porno. You know, it's like just weird stuff sometimes. It's like you go, you know, I mean, I was in the studio. I mean, back then, you like guys like Bob Rock and Mike uh, Fraser, all these amazing producer engineers, they all really paid their dues doing commercials and playing, you know, a lot of times with jingles, they do huge productions with symphony orchestras and the whole thing. So they really learned how to, how to develop their, their, their tools. And the same with us, we were in there singing, you know, you know, almost every day of the week singing. And so the, a lot of these bands recording acts, they come in and of course they don't, they only do an album every two years or whatever it is. So they wouldn't have that, you know, the, the, they wouldn't have the, the you know, the, their studio chops would, would be, you know, would yeah. be not necessarily there, some of them. Of I course, mean, yeah. Well, they're busy on the road and you're and yeah, swapping yeah, out yeah. parts. So yada, yada. Hey, thanks for joining us. Check out our many other podcasts featuring vignettes and full episodes from a growing list of recording artists and other music insiders. And please like, share, and subscribe to our channel so we can bring you more great content from this and many other shows we're now producing. Available both on podcast and video on demand. <laughs>